Welcome to the Made For More podcast, hosted by yours truly. If you don't know me, hey, I'm Isabel, certified mindset and life transformation coach that specializes in helping ambitious women with discovering your passions, romanticizing your money, and unlocking your hidden potential. Here, you've already witnessed my journey along with many special guests, such as multi-six-figure coaches and entrepreneurs and like-minded individuals who decided to dream bigger as soon as they realized that they were meant for so much more. Chances are, if you're here, you know you are too. So what do you say? Are you ready to say yes to yourself? Well, get ready because you're about to move like you've never moved before. Let's tap into the knowing that you were undeniably made for more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast this week. I have a very spicy episode in store for you today, and I feel like it very much complements the bridge from last week's episode, because if you didn't listen to that, that was very much more of the in-depth rawness of my story of where I came from, how I discovered my purpose, and why that all ties back into my childhood background, and a lot of the ways that I have noticed self-sabotage being a really big part of the picture that I did not realize (laughs) until just recently and just these last few months and and I think a lot of the times you know what self-sabotage is and you hear other people going through it you can notice when other people are going through it and it's a word that is obviously very familiarized right like we know what the term self-sabotage means but it really does take that deeper level of inner work to really become self-aware if you are awesome of also a victim of self-sabotage, right? (laughs) It doesn't even sound like a fancy word that like nobody wants to acknowledge that they're going through it. Nobody wants to actually say, oh my gosh, I do that, right? Like I have experienced this before and I can pretty much like 99% guarantee that you have. And so if you've clicked on this episode, (laughs) I'm laughing because I just know like when I first found out that I was a victim and I don't want to say a victim I don't like the victim mentality here but when I realized that I was going through these things and I was capable of these things not even realizing that I was going through them you know why my subconsciousness why my ego why this shadow sense of self was suppressing me from actually experiencing the outcomes and the desires and the feelings that I was looking for right And I would do all of this work and I would set all of my goals and I would have this wild ambition to succeed, right? And then I would get to that point where um, it felt very aligned. And then all of a sudden I would, like my subconsciousness would just throw me out of alignment and I would go through all of these highs and lows in business. And that's why I wanted to make this episode because this was a constant fucking pivot And so basically self-sabotage had me wrapped around its finger for a good fucking time. And it wasn't until I did a lot of this inner work and I actually researched it and I actually got really into shadow work. But a lot of the times when self-sabotage has you wrapped around its finger, it very much can seem like this chasing dead ends type of formula where everything you're doing just isn't working. And I want to just say it's because that shadow sense of self 
can very much protect you from becoming those admired parts of yourself because you maybe you don't feel safe with it and maybe you don't feel worthy of it. Maybe you don't feel like, you know, you can have those things because you're not where you want to be right now. And so let's scratch that narrative <laughs> because by the end of this episode, we're really going to get super clear on what it means to get rid of these self-sabotaging patterns because a lot of it plays into perfectionism, a lot of it plays into imposter syndrome. And these are all very scary terms. I realize that they're very big terms that, you know, not many people like to face because just the word itself sounds like a big fucking trigger. So if you're not ready to be triggered in this episode, you can easily get off the episode. I say that respectfully because in order to do this kind of work, in order to up level, in order to master you know, a lot of the limiting beliefs and a lot of the limiting patterns and subconscious ways that you're holding yourself back from success and holding yourself back from being wealthy in your business and being confident and in what you love to do and in who you are, like you need to, it takes a certain amount of personal development, of course, right? To master those areas of self-awareness so that you never have to worry about falling victim to these patterns and these thoughts and these beliefs about yourself ever again. So With that being said, let's get started into the episode. First and foremost, let's start with the easy definition here, right? What is self-sabotage, right? You hear it being thrown around all over the place, but really, what is self-sabotage? Self-sabotage is essentially when people do or don't do things that block them from experiencing internal success, internal fulfillment, internal love, peace, and happiness, right? Which ultimately prevents them from feeling incapable of achieving those types of goals or experiences and desired outcomes. So a simple example that I want to start off with is everyone has goals, right? You have a goal, maybe you have many goals, maybe you've tried to make lists of different goals that you want to succeed with this year, right? You want to accomplish, you want to execute on, and there is that hit of dopamine when you first have this idea, or you have this goal in mind, or you have this epiphany of, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I can do this. I feel like I am capable of this. I feel like I can accomplish this by X amount of time. So a good example is like a New Year's resolution, right? Every single year, another year goes by and around New Year's, there's this massive epiphany to change your life, right? To go into the new year and have a whole list of goals of where you want this year to head toward, right? And there is that dopamine that hits and is like, oh my gosh, like this is a new year. This is a new me. What can I accomplish? And so you put out all of these goals and you feel very excited. You feel very lit up by, oh my gosh, like this is going to be amazing. Like this year is going to be awesome. This year is going to totally work out in my favor because I know what I want and I know what I'm ready to work toward, right? However, the fears that stem up from actually experiencing those types of outcomes, right? Like the dream body, the dream relationship, the dream business, the dream income, the dream job, the dream self. But it's only until we actually become consistent and we actually start reaching that outcome and we actually start manifesting those desired outcomes that somehow our energy plateaus and all of these triggers come up all of these limiting thoughts come up and there becomes this like massive amount of resistance towards accepting that we can have those things that we can accomplish those goals that we can quit the job and start the business that we can actually fall in love without being hurt that we can actually make five 
to $10,000 months in our business, which is like an abundant amount of money that we've never seen hit us all at once when we've only settled for, you know, getting a paycheck every two weeks, right? So it's like we get all of these triggers and these thoughts that, you know, when, when we reach that up level, say you've even like accomplished those goals or you've met the right person and it feels really good or you've found the dream client and they actually pay you, right? Or you've started the business and you've noticed that you have all of these applications coming in. It's like all of this like external validation for the experiences and the feelings that we want. But if you already are kind of feeling like this antsy, pit of fear that comes up when you actually convert the client or you actually fall in love with that person or you actually achieve massive massive success in your business and you immediately fall plateau into this like what the fuck am I doing? Like, do I really deserve this? You know, why does nobody notice me? Like, you start to really get into this like low energy and you're not really sure of what's happening. And so typically what happens is that a lot of feelings of unworthiness come up, a lot of feelings of you don't feel safe with it. So a lot of like unsafetyness come from that because you've never really experienced the amount of success that you have. You've never really experienced this isolative moment where nobody really recognizes you for that moment of success, right? Or you've never really known what it's like to be loved by the right person, right? And so wealth love and business all come back to a relationship to your sense of self and if we don't get really clear on your sense of self versus the identity that you've kind of projected to the world that you've told yourself and believed yourself to be because of your ego that keeps you safe in that identity versus your intuitive sense of self your higher self is what they would call it it can feel like massive amount of friction towards battling with yourself of who really am I what am I really doing what am I really here to do what am I really here to learn like how do I really feel I don't know how I feel I don't know what to do and I I don't know who I am and so like a lot of these feelings and thought patterns and triggers just kind of start to discombobulate over time and you kind of plateau into this energy of not really accepting what's already meant to be yours pretty wild right when you think about it because a lot of us think why would I feel unworthy or why would I not feel safe making five ten thousand dollar months in my business or being a successful business owner why would I not feel safe or worthy of quitting my job and pursuing my dreams why would I not feel safe or unworthy of having the right person walk into my life and treating me with respect and love and unconditional support right like being my best friend and being my future life partner like Why would I feel safe and unworthy of having that? And that's a good question to really, you know, ask yourself, you know, when those feelings do arise for you, like, why? Why do you feel that way? And and think about the first time that you actually did feel unworthy or unsafe with money, with making money, with the ways that you were taught about money with the ways that you were taught about business, with the ways that you were taught about social social media, and the ways that you were taught about quitting your nine to fives and like what dreams were like when you had dreams, when you had passions, right? Really think back to the moment where you were suddenly taught that it's not it's not safe for you to have those things. It's not right. It's not normalized. It's not approved of. It's not validated. And so you had to kind of become this new identity for other people to accept and to uh, relate to, right? That was enough for you to feel like, okay, I, I could be this person for other people so nobody judges me. But what about the person that I internally judge on a day-to-day basis? 
right? Like you, <laughs> I'm triggering some people here, right? Because if you're not being judged by other people, chances are you're actually internally judging yourself 24-7 because you're not who you want to be. You're not how you want to feel. And you're not the person that you aspire to be known for. And so this is where self-sabotage can really come from that like ego state state of mind, right? Where you feel like you have to protect yourself from looking a certain way because of that fear of being known for who you really are or that fear of accepting the things that actually align with you and the things that actually want to support you and reward you and compliment you on your achievements and your successes and your wins and your blessings, right? And so what people often do in these case scenarios is when they're not ready to do that inner work or they're not ready to really understand and ask themselves and get clear of the bigger picture of why these things are happening, why they tend to fall into plateaus, why they keep pivoting, why they keep attracting the wrong person, why they have procrastinated on the business, why they're not showing up, why they're not making clients, why they feel like everything they're doing just isn't working. It's because they're actually avoiding And what often happens is people get mismatched and misaligned between their actual innate core values versus the ways that they're behaving, the ways they're thinking, the ways they believe about themselves and the world around them, right? Like I said, identity versus sense of self. A big term that I want to get across here is cognitive dissonance. So what is this, right? Cognitive dissonance is when our thoughts and actions don't align, but we want to present ourselves in a certain way. However, there is a lack of inconsistency or a lack of integrity behind what we're actually perceiving ourselves to be or to look like in front of the world. And I thought I would just totally put this term out there for you guys Because it's so easy to think that if we just project ourselves a certain way, if we say the right thing, if we have our shit together 24-7, if we get other people to like us, if we get other people to validate us, if we get the client to sign with us, if we make X amount of money, that somehow it's going to solve a lot of that internal fulfillment or it's going to solve a lot of that like fixing mentality where internally you feel like there is that misalignment or you feel like your thoughts and beliefs don't really add up to what you're trying to believe yourself to be in front of the rest of the world. And this happened to me with the beginning of 2023 where I had just invested in over $15,000 in a extraordinary mastermind. And this was the highest investment that I'd ever done for myself. And it was quite scary, but it also was because I had these really high goals from where I was nowhere near, right? Like I had made 5K months in my business and I definitely dreamt of making that 10K month, right? I had spent 15 thousand dollars right I hadn't even made fifteen thousand dollars in my business yet but I was willing to spend that amount of money to put myself at a really high level where my internal nervous system was nowhere near ready to you know get to right and so there was this massive imbalance massive like amount of triggers that 
were just fluctuating in and out. And like for those the first three months of January, February and March of 2023, I was just battling with myself on and off all the time, 24 seven. I'm going to be quite honest and say like, I would even show up to that mastermind and I would, I would literally start crying. Like I would start sobbing after the calls because all of their wins were so much higher and so much greater than mine. My wins were very much like I showed up on social media today and I didn't freak out. I showed up on social media today and I didn't actually click off the video and try to re-record myself because I was too afraid of that perfectionist to tell me what was the right thing to say and the right thing to do, right? My win was making a podcast today and getting 10 people watching it in the first week. My win was making a Facebook group where the first person had joined my community, right? Like my win was, had nothing to do with money. It actually was more celebrating myself for simply just fucking showing up, right? And all of the while I was put into a group where I was paying over $1,800 a month to see other people all around me making $10,000 months in their business and traveling to fucking Bali and, you know, traveling all over the world to Thailand, to Greece, to LA and, you know, having 10 clients in their roster and, you know, signing up people daily. And I was like, holy fuck, you know, like my nervous system was so triggered so fucking triggered and I I definitely like to face my triggers but that was from the state of place that I was in where I was still very much at the very beginning and looking for that like kind of quick fix formula like fix this like weird icky energy that I've been stuck in the last few months where I did make my first 5 to 10k month in my business and that was around I want to say like September ish around the fall of 2022 going into January that had been months of me trying to fix this energy of like why can't I show up or why am I not making the clients or why is this not working out for me I'm showing up and nothing's happening and that was truly because I was in this believability that if I just present myself a certain way if I just act like I have my shit together if I just keep talking about my success from a few months ago that I just blast my wins and I just project myself to be this perfectly formulated calibrated individual who knows all of the answers and is willing to just you know burn herself out daily in order to achieve results you know this was all of the while my thoughts and my beliefs and my daily routines completely shattered right because I was just constantly in this like very low energy thinking that I was going to attract high achieving clients if I wasn't even confident in myself behind the scenes right and being triggered on the daily in these masterminds, which by the way, now like I'm nowhere near that energy anymore. Like I said, the reason why I'm able to even talk about these episodes and talk about this work is because I've overcame it and I've witnessed it and I've done the work and I've done the shadow work and I've actually been more comfortable being aware of these these certain patterns of myself and not really avoiding it or feeling triggered by it, but simply observing it as, okay, this is just a behavioral pattern that I've picked up since a little girl. And now I get to change the story. Now I get to kind of master it in a different way. Now I get to accept that it doesn't get to take over the show anymore. 
But I also want to talk about a lot of the ways that me myself used to kind of react to these situations before I had even became self-aware before I had even tackled them and before I had even gotten to that next level where it wasn't running the show anymore. And so this is something that may be, you know, relatable to you. And so I would love for you to let me know if this is something that you're currently experiencing because I'm shedding you so much love. So the first three pillars are perfectionism, moderation, and procrastination. Now, these all kind of tie into each other and they all fall into subcategories of different ways that you could be victim of self-sabotage, that being helplessness, controlling, conflicting, high achieving, withdrawal, excuses, overspending, and seeking validation. So I kind of just wrote these down as keywords because, you know, I I definitely have a lot to say about them. So first things first, I'd probably label this perfectionist that I think really does fall into procrastination, right? And I do think it even ties a little bit into boundaries, right? A lot of it really plays into like burning yourself out to look a certain way type of thing, right? Like, perfectionism has a lot more to do with the thoughts and the inner critic that's running the show and has a lot more to do with the ways that you project yourself to the world versus more of having that perfectly formulated daily routine and having a perfectly clean apartment and looking like you have your shit together 24 7 right like perfectionism has more to do with having that all or nothing mentality and wanting it to look perfect and wanting it to be all lined up in a row for you so that you never have to worry about like the external details of it all of it falling apart of it or of it failing or of it not working out so you try to obsess not even try to you do obsess over you know having all of those details completely laid out for you having those details you know resolved for you so you never have to worry about something messing up it's almost like that fear of failure you know because you don't want to be seen as a failure you don't want to be seen as somebody who fucks up you don't want to be seen as somebody that isn't in integrity with the the project or the task or the career or the money or the business that you have right sometimes perfectionists can very much fall short to boundaries right like you don't have boundaries with yourself you don't make time to schedule other things outside of work or outside of what you have to do outside of your daily to do's outside of productivity and so I often think that people pleasing having a lack of boundaries and you know needing to burn yourself out to look a certain way running on fumes because you have that strong drive to achieve you know also leaves you on the back burner right a lot of your personal needs on the back burner and you're so caught up in the work and you know doing xyz in order to look a certain way which ties into lacking boundaries in order to look perfect in order to look good enough in order to look intelligent enough interesting enough successful enough xyz right and so sometimes that can lead to procrastination i will say because a lot of that is just so much fucking work it's so much fucking effort 
And as a perfectionist, you can even fall short with procrastination. You can be a victim of just pushing everything off, right? Like you just don't want to deal with it. You don't want to, you know, focus on yourself, I think too, is a huge one where you're so caught up in the doing of, okay, if I achieve X, Y, Z, then I will be able to look and feel this way. And so a lot of the times when you get caught up in the doing instead of the being, you procrastinate on the actual parts of your life where you can tune yourself with those feelings, right? So say you're chasing passion, right? You're chasing fulfillment, you're chasing success. And so you get to really get clear on what is what does being passionate mean to me? What does being successful feel like to me? What is being fulfilled you know, aspire for me? Like, what is that? What does that entail for me? And so a lot of the times, you know, for me, I would start looking at my daily, my daily routines behind the scenes. Am I doing things that nourish my my health? Am I doing things that nourish my body? Am I doing things that truly keep me in a healthy state of mind every day, waking up, meditating and actually setting the tone for success for that day? Because if I get a chance to prioritize me, if I get a chance to make money, if I get a chance to, you know, show up for my business and make content that I'm lit up about, if I get a chance to pour into my community, if I get a chance to um, prioritize not actually doing anything, right? Like having the time to have space of just being, of not having to tether myself to work or a to-do list or to a chore, to an errand or to work or to, to anything, right? Like I get to just be, I get to just, if I want to write in my journal, I can do that. If I want to watch a movie, I can do that. I can, if I, if I want to work on my laptop and work on my podcast, if I want to create content, if I want to, you know, go outside for a walk, I can do that without feeling guilty. And I think a lot of that high achieving mindset, you get so caught up in, oh my gosh, like I can't even go for a walk or I can't sit down in front of the TV. I can't enjoy a good meal um, without freaking out about what I should be doing, right? And so procrastination can get so, so easy to to fall victim with because you think you have to push off all of the things that actually fulfill you, all of the ways that you actually feel successful every single day and really setting the tone of that each and every day instead of chasing it because it's not a feeling outside of you. It's a feeling that's already, you know, it's a feeling that you already have. Lastly, I just want to go through some of these last symptoms that are kind of like subcategories from, you know, perfectionism, procrastination, and boundaries, which first and, first and foremost is helplessness, falling short to self-sabotage, self-pity, self-isolation, self-defeating, self, self-neglecting, right? Self-distracting, self-depriving. Right? The second one is control, right? Like you feel like you need to have control of everything at all times. You need to be in control of yourself at all times. You feel like you need to be in control of everything, all of the outcomes. And so that actually resists you from experiencing the joy and the actual presence of the now right and and always looking at the next best thing and, and actually sabotaging yourself from greater success if you feel like it can only look a certain way and you need to know what it looks like before you can accept it or receive it thirdly being conflict it's everybody else's problem why you're experiencing problems or you feel like because you're experiencing so much internal turmoil that you have to project it onto other people or it's it's your external environments that are causing you to suffer or causing you to feel upset or defeated or, you know, depressed, right? And so 
immediately you can go into self-sabotage by thinking that it's your relationship that's that's making you upset or triggering you or it's your friends or it's your family or it's everybody else's fault that you are feeling some type of way or feeling off or feeling distressed right when really it's you kind of putting yourself in that low energy and looking at the world a completely different way and so next one is having really high goals and this really it's not a bad thing, right? I think it's a beautiful thing to have big goals and big dreams. But like I said, too, with even just me explaining that very short example about investing $15,000 in a mastermind and being triggered on the daily because I was nowhere near the goals that these other women who were already making over six figures in their business were having. And I was still at square one. And so it was very easy for me to you feel defeated, feel depressed, feel scared, feel all of that fear and triggered on a daily basis because, you know, I felt like I couldn't relate to them. I was nowhere near them. And so I was basically just putting myself in a constant bowl of self-sabotage. So next one is isolating, right? This kind of plays into the helplessness and the conflicting mentality where you feel alone and you feel like nobody gets you and you feel like, you know, you've been achieving all of these goals and you've been making the money and you've been feeling really good about yourself and then all of a sudden, especially if you're going through like a spiritual awakening is a very good example of where you suddenly feel very isolative and you feel like you want to withdraw from everyone you've ever known and just completely up and like erase your entire life and, and go somewhere completely different, like travel the world and escape your life. But really, I think that is almost a form of self-sabotage because you're never going to feel completely fulfilled if you are just escaping yourself, right? Like escaping yourself and escaping your life. How can you really start to embrace yourself in these moments of where you do feel withdrawn or you do feel isolated from everyone where you can actually stand out even more from the crowd, where you can actually love yourself even more for becoming awakened and for stepping into that next level of yourself, right? Like how can you actually admire yourself and admire the qualities and admire the discoveries that you're experiencing, right? That you've been called to step into, right? Instead of shying away and feeling like you have to escape yourself or, or especially lose relationships right like relationships that do want to support you and that probably would very much up level and master their own mindset once you decided to kind of stand in that light and I can promise you as somebody that has been through this where I thought like all of my friends and my relationships and everything like didn't align with me I definitely can vouch for the fact that when I was going through a spiritual awakening I had immediately just thought that I didn't relate to anybody that everybody in my relationships and my friends just didn't like resonate with me anymore and I do think there is like a certain level of alignment to that like there are certain people you're not going to you know match with anymore and that because you are you know mastering this new level of self-discovery within yourself you realize a lot of the people that you're around don't really complement that higher version of you and so you will outgrow certain people but I also do think that you have to be wary of are you outgrowing certain people or, or are you just afraid to be seen for the person that you really are, right? So when I stopped being afraid of the person that I really was and, and learning to love myself through all of those certain pivots and lows last year, you know, it really just became more about, you know, how can I stand out more? How can I be myself more? How can I love myself more? How can I be seen 
in that aspect where I actually am very much different than this corporate version of me that everybody related to when I just complained about my job every day and I trauma bonded with everyone and I talked about the same things and I talked about what everybody else wanted to talk about. And so getting really clear and confident on the person and the qualities that you actually admire about yourself and standing out boldly and confidently within that will only allow the right people to either appreciate you or actually allow them to feel safe in those qualities about themselves that they can actually start to align with you even better than you ever thought. And so in that regard too, I think, you know, when we're not willing to be seen or we're not willing to be heard or we're not willing to stand out from the crowd and we're not willing to just be who we are, we tend to make so many excuses for why it's not happening or for why we're not there yet or for why people just don't understand us. And that also just puts us in a very low mentality where there's just constant excuses for you to blame other people, right? Going into the blaming mentality or the self-blaming mentality or feeling like where you want to be just isn't possible for you or having the dream relationship or having the dream business or having the dream clients or having the dream income. You make so many excuses of why it's not meant for you when it's really about disregarding those excuses and standing out with the dream business, with the dream relationships, with the dream impact, with the dream income, and with the dream clients, right? And so you're no longer seeking external validation, but you're actually more so validating yourself more than ever to stand out and to be bold and to be confident and to be successful and to be loved and appreciated and valued on your terms, right? And the last thing I want to say is something that is completely off the guard from a lot of these like mental behaviors and a lot of these like things that I've already been discussing, but overspending is a huge one when it comes to money mindset. And I love money mindset and this could be a completely different episode and I believe I have had money mentors come on the podcast, so feel free to check those out. But overspending was something that even I had fallen short with, had fallen victim to as somebody who was extremely frugal for her entire life and was clinging to my savings. I do and had realized that around the coaching industry, especially um, building a business, you can get very comfortable spending a lot of money on (laughs) growth and personal development and different courses and different coaches, right? Because everyone has their own formula. Everyone has their own expertise and their own ways of marketing at you. And so it is very easy to kind of just fling your wallet around, I think in general. And I do think even if you're not in the coaching industry, Um, and you're just somebody that self-sabotages through their own paycheck, right? Like working paycheck to paycheck, and the minute you get a paycheck, you immediately want to go out and spend it, right? And so that kind of actually takes you away from feeling wealthy, that takes you away from feeling supported, that takes you away from feeling ever secure with your money because you always feel like money runs out, or you always feel like money is, you know, it never lasts, or there's never enough of it, and so... This is just a belief system, right? And so if you tell yourself that, obviously you're going to be the one that is making sure of that belief through your ego, making sure that you always embody that belief system, making sure you always fall short with those 
behavioral patterns and those thoughts that come up for you, right? Even when you do get that, you know, the first boost of high is, oh my gosh, like money is here and I'm just going to spend it now that I have it, right? And so it's it's a very scarce mindset and I do think self-sabotage around money is so common in today's society and I do think even in the coaching industry um, being marketed at on the constant form of the daily where yeah it's it's so easy to just want to spend the money and invest in yourself which is never a bad thing and I always preach on investing in yourself by the form of what value you're going to get from it and one of the biggest things that I was doing for a while was investing in so many coaches, like so many coaches. And I've invested in about five to six, maybe seven coaches. And they've all kind of had their own different form of energy. But how can I actually just embody more of the work that they're teaching instead of just coach hopping, I guess you could say, right? There's so many coach hoppers and I even like talked about this with my mindset mentor as well where I was like, I feel like I really want to buy this woman's program that is super, it was super well marketed. The The outline was immaculate and I was telling her, I was like, I really want to buy from her, but like, I know I don't need to buy from her. And she was like, and this is just very similar too with like, you know, wanting to buy something, but no, you don't really, you don't really need it. Like you don't really need it. Right. You just, you kind of just want it just to want it. You want it because there is that like high of like, I think sometimes spending X amount of money and feeling like you have the money and like all of this stuff. Right. And so I don't know if this is, let me know if this resonates because for me, this is something like I got way too comfortable with. And so she was like, Isabel, how many programs have you, have you actually invested in? How many like courses have you done how many like recordings do you still have of like other coaches that you've been in the containers with and I was like quite a lot and I actually it just pinned on me like some of them I didn't even really finish and so I started actually implementing and going back to those videos and my energy just skyrocketed. Like I remember even like the first business coach that I ever invested in. And I remember like when I first invested in it, I wasn't really excited about the program because, you know, I really wanted that one-to-one support from that coach, but she was basically charging over $10,000 and I just wasn't ready to spend that amount of money. And so I settled for more so the lower ticket course which was just like like a like a like an entrepreneurial course where she taught you how to like show up on social media and it was like two to three five minute videos in each course and like I said I just wasn't the, the type to be like a course person so I didn't really take the fullest advantage of these courses nonetheless the whole point here is I actually went back to these courses and I really sunk myself into them I took notes and I actually reached out to her and I was like hey like I just want to say I actually did watch your course for the first time in like a year um and along with many other courses that I've you know bought before that I actually bought over the the Christmas time and I just have poured myself back into and a lot of them had like these meditations and a lot of them had like really empowering insight that I never I never really indulged myself in because of this fact that I was looking for a quick fix and I got so comfortable with spending money that I wasn't actually truly appreciating the value of the money that I was spending or the value of the transformation that I was seeking right huge huge mindset shift there right guys (laughs) 
So with that being said, I would definitely love to know. Reach out to me on the DMs, your biggest key takeaways. I'm still doing the podcast giveaway and I would love to just support you on this journey and also just get to know you and get to support you, especially if you're going through these certain cycles of self-sabotage. You know, it doesn't have to feel bad. It doesn't have to feel weird. It doesn't have to feel like you know, you have to go through all of these on your own. Like I actually, because I've overcame so many of these pivotal moments myself and behavioral techniques and cycles that I got stuck with for so long, you know, I have mastered these, I have shifted out of them. And like I said, I have truly became that embodied leader that doesn't have to fall victim to self-sabotage anymore. This is why if you simply reach out to me or DM me or even join the Facebook group or attend the free masterclass, um, let me know because there is a 30-minute free discovery session that is waiting for you. But with that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. Let me know if this one hit home for you. And if you would love to hear more, I think I might be doing one on imposter syndrome. But let me know. Let me know if you have any suggestions for the future podcasts. Um, I feel like this this one was so full of information, but you know, it's coming from the heart, it's coming from the soul, it's coming from we're no longer this person because we've finally been able to catch these patterns and we are growing, we are evolving, we are expanding, and we are becoming the best fucking version of ourselves without the self-sabotage. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will see you next week.